that was an advertisement um, to basically let you know that Anchor is an amazing, amazing um, app that I use to record these messages. But anyway, welcome to Mimi's Message. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today is Father's Day. Uh, Happy Father's Day to all the fathers, amazing fathers out there. Those that are just, you know, awesome in all your ways. But we know we have God. He is the ultimate father for all of us. But I just want to take time to just honor all the fathers out there that are really you know being a provider being a leader um impacting the community impacting other people's lives helping your children to see you know their worth and just being a good influencer in your child life and also the spiritual fathers out there um I want to celebrate you too and say thank you for being a father to those that don't have fathers um, to basically standing in the gap, you know, um, and ministering to them and, and, and being a, a source of resource, you know, and also a source of encouragement for people who, have, who um, are in need of spiritual fathers. And then I want to um, encourage and say happy Father's Day to the uncles out there, the uncles that are taking the place of, you know, fathers that are not there or just stepping in and being, being a father figure for your cousin, I mean, your um, your nieces and nephews. Um, so, yeah, you are celebrated today. We honor you men um, that are, you know, leaders and take the honor of being a father very seriously to build men up to build women up to be strong and worthy and know their their worth and all that so we salute you men today and i want to take a special time to wish happy father's day to um the women that are single mothers you know i, I believe that the little women that are single mothers they have to be a mother and a father at the same time um so I, you know i honor single mothers today it's really really hard thing for to be a single mother but hey you guys do it and you do it well so um, god bless you and happy father's day to everybody and those that are expecting to be fathers soon i know maybe your, your wife is pregnant and you're expecting to be a father uh, soon congratulations and happy early father's day and i um and those that are, are not fathers yet and hoping to one day get married to their wives and um, be a father or maybe you're married and you're waiting on God to bless you with a child I just pray that God will will bless you in time and the desires of your heart will start to manifest right before your eyes in faith in Jesus name and that time will come where you will be celebrated with your baby in your hand knowing that God has blessed you with a gift because God is the one that blesses us with children children are a blessing i pray that you will have that blessing in your life someday soon in the name of jesus so anyway thank you so much everyone for tuning into mimi's message today we're talking about peace about peace i prayed before um and basically peace that surpasses understanding right um there is a peace that the world does not give us and that is found it says in john 14 27 that has been my ultimate um, life Bible verse. I absolutely love that Bible verse. I love that one. And also Matthew 6.33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things will be added unto you. I absolutely love to maintain my peace. I don't know about you, but I don't, I, I used to be in, in a position in my life where it was chaotic. And when I finally grew up and found peace and God literally healed my heart, I love a peaceful atmosphere. If I have to 
change my location if I have to you know say hey I'm, I'm gonna call you back because you know I'm, I'm not getting peace through this conversation or maybe I need to sit down and you know uh, have a have a conversation in a different way in a different setting then that that is what's going to happen I really I really try the hardest to maintain my my atmosphere of peace because you you need that you need that in your life you know especially currently there's a lot of things that are happening in the world right now and people are not finding peace you know internally or externally and so today we're going to talk about peace which is one of the fruit of the spirit um you know as we talked about galatians 5 to 23 
favorite song ever. I absolutely love that song. I listen to it so many times. Um, every time there's an issue in my life, I've always listened to that song. I always know that God is always listening when I listen to that song, and I love it so much. Um, it's called Tremble by Mosaic MSC. Um, I've listened to it for about three years now, two to three years now. It's been a while. Um, it just speaks to my soul, and it's so common. But anyway, they speak about peace. You know, it starts off it says that peace, bring it all to peace. The storm that is surrounding me, bring it all to peace. And I just love, 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 love the song. Anyway, so today we're going to be talking about peace. Um, there's something that the world need right now, honestly, with all the things that are going around with, you know, coronavirus still, we're trying to still find a cure and all that and find a vaccine. Um, and then with all these racism and killing of people going on, going on and businesses shutting down, a lot of people don't have peace right now. And one of the fruit of the spirit is peace. Um, and you know, the Bible says in Galatians 5, 22 to 23, that when you have the Holy Spirit in you, when you pray to salvation prayer and God gives you the spirit of the Holy Spirit in you, you have a seed of peace. Part of the fruit of the Holy Spirit is peace. It comes God give us um, the fruit of the Holy Spirit in a form of a seed. And in that form, he allows us to be able to, over time, as we grow with him, we are able to see that, that seed nourish with, with, with the word, which is the water. And also with, with God, who is the light of this world, right? And to be able to allow us to grow that peace seed or that kindness seed or that, you know, goodness seed or that patience seed, you know, that forbearance seed, all the different type of the fruit of the spirit that will start to nourish and grow into a fruit. And that is how we are able to give out peace when we meet somebody, you know, on the side of the road and their, you know, their tire is blown out. We can then stop and help them. You know, that is giving peace to people. Going out and protesting is not bad. But going out and protesting and and um, destroying people's buildings and cars and setting cars on fire, that is not using your peace, your fruit of the spirit. That is not walking in peace. And so today, we're going to be talking about peace, how to maintain peace internally, and also how to give out peace. Because if you don't have peace, you cannot give it out. So if you're going through some issues in your life today, we're going to be reminded of the peace of God so that you can have a mind of peace. You can restore your peace. You can start to turn over that chaotic um, circumstance in your mind into a peaceful circumstance. And of course, I'm going to share my own, you know, um, testimony when I was little and I, I, I had all these things that was happening and God replaced what I was struggling with, with peace, which is why I'm such an advocate for peace, which is why my my um, ministry, Canvas and Communion, which is a pain, a pain, um, a pain and sip company. We don't sip, we don't sip on alcohol. We sip on the Word of God, um, and that company is to spread the peace of God through art, 
and worship to spread the peace of God through art and worship and it comes from John 14 27 um, so and it says peace I leave with you my peace I give to you not as the world give do I give to you do not let your heart be troubled and do not be afraid and that was what Jesus told the disciples before he left um, and he left with us the comforter who is the Holy Spirit and so today we're gonna be talking about peace um, my favorite subject to talk about um, I was not always peaceful. I was not always who I, I am today. And so I will share that with you, how I came about to maintain the peace that God shows us in the Word of God and to extend that peace to other people. So let's pray and then we can dig into um, the Word of God today, which is peace. just thank you today god we bless your holy name today is the day that you have made father and we will rejoice and be glad in it god we pray and we surrender today to you we ask you god to fill our minds with your word to fill our hearts with your revelation with your reassurance god and encouragement it says in the word that lord david encouraged himself And with that encouragement, God, there's peace. So help us to be encouraged by your word today. Help us to remove everything that is distracting us today. And help us to focus on your word and what you have to say. Father, I pray the Lord you will breathe on us hope. You will breathe on us peace. You will breathe on us restoration. You will send a wind of healing over your people's heart. Those that are anxious, because your word says that we are not to be anxious for anything. But we are to pray and make our requests known unto you. Because, Father, you hear all our requests. You, you know what we are going to say before we even open our mouth to say it. You know the number of hairs on our head. So you know what we need. So I pray, God, that, Lord, you allow the Holy Spirit to take over. Decrease me and increase yourself as we speak about peace today. The little people that are going through storms, but, God, we know that Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Nisi that we serve. We know the one that sent Jesus to be on this earth with with the disciples, God, and to, to teach the word and to heal and, and to do miracles, signs and wonders. We know that. And we know that Jesus said to the storm, peace be still. And the storm was peaced. The storm was silent. And so, God, I pray for that same peace upon the people that are going through issues today. Having financial issues. They're having marital issues. Some people are having emotional issues, mental issues, God. You know it all. So, Father, I pray right now that as they listen to this, word this message god that that will be the peace be still word that they need in their lives at this time so let your will be done god decrease me and increase yourself i pray the lord let this message fall on good ground that the seed will sprout up and be a harvest for people's lives for days and many years to come So we submit this message under the obedience of Jesus Christ. 
And we thank you for what you're going to say today, God. We are open to everything you want to teach us. And we welcome you, Holy Spirit. We welcome you, God. Let your will be done. Let your kingdom come. In the name of Jesus, I do pray. Amen. 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 So, um, my testimony. So basically when I was little from, I think, um, I'll say age eight to 12, I had, um, a little bit of a mild ADHD. Um, I'm a twin. My sister, she did not have any issues in school, but academically I was having a little bit of issue, uh, concentrating in school and class. So I was always, um, not really getting good grades so I always got picked on by some of the classmates that I had and so I got really um I felt like I was left I was left behind in a way and I got um a little angry with my classmates so I would fight my classmates um because I was being bullied uh so I was um um also I was uh, when I was little I um I was molested as a little girl so I had a lot of issues happening uh, when I was growing up that um, my family didn't really know about. And so I always burst out in like anger and that resulted in uh, having a temper and taking it out on people that, you know, um, wronged me the the bad way. So um, whenever I got bullied, I would always defend myself and fight somebody. And it was really bad. It was like, I, I would say like I turned into like Hulk. Um, I was very, very, very um, intense with my fighting. Um, uh, So I remember that it got to a point where it was really, really bad. So I started to pray. I was like, Lord, I don't really like who I become when my temper took over me um, at that age. Um, And so I prayed to the Lord um, and I consistently prayed all the time. And I'm like, Lord, please take it away. I don't like how I feel, you know, um, and so uh, there was a time, I think before I was 12, God literally took it away, like he took out of me that that anger, that temper that I had, and he replaced it with the gift of mercy, so I have the gift of mercy because the Lord replaced that anger, that temper I had with mercy. And so that's why I am such a peaceful person because I, I, I can identify with people's, you know, pain. I can identify with people's issues. And so I'm able to know how to um, help them, you know, by the, you know, by the help of the Holy Spirit. I'm able to know how to help them because I can feel people's pain. And, and um, when they, you know, they are going through certain things, I know how to like, um, help them, and also I've been through a lot of things in my life, so um, I'm able to extend the the help that I got to help others, which is why I am such a peaceful person because I know how it feels to be in a state where you are not at peace. And as a little girl, I should never have gone through all the things that I went through, um, but you know, God allows things to happen to us for a reason because. I really believe that there's healing in our pain and that God 
knows and has a way of bringing glory from what we go through and also redemption from what we go through which is why I have a ministry and a conference called redemption conference to help women heal you know by the blood of Jesus to find their identity and basically to let loose of all the baggage and all the um the bondage that the enemy has placed upon them you know so that they can step into your purpose and actually do what God has called them to to do and to be you know um, I'm such an advocate for that because I believe that the enemy likes to steal our peace from a young age you know when we are young that's when he want to destroy our identity or destroy who we are in Christ but thank the Lord for the blood of Jesus you know thank God for his healing power I really truly know who God is, you know, the, the God who is Jehovah Rapha. I truly know him because not only did he heal me from, you know, that ADHD, mild ADHD I had when I was little, um, you know, and even helped me to go to school to go to college I went to high school I was like um one of the people for the valedictorian um you know um list to to basically be one of those you know and I I got out of college I, I got out of a high school with 4.05 GPA you know I took AP classes and honors classes God that is all God's doing he is a God that can really heal you so much that you don't you are not who you used to be, you know, who you are not the person that you used to be. Um, and he did that. And I went to college. I was able to attend um, Johns Hopkins. You know, I did. I've published articles, research articles and all that because God healed me, you know, and he gave me peace in that situation. So I don't know who you are, but I just want to encourage you that whatever it is that you are going through, whatever illness, whatever sickness, whatever issue that you have, you know, that you're battling with, that if you call on the name of Jesus, he will heal you. If you call if you call on God and say, Jehovah Rapha, I'm calling on you. I want you to heal me from this. I want you to deliver me. He is a God that would not hold his hand from that. He will want to help you with that. But you have to be open. You know, you have to really go to him. And that was the thing I did when I was little. I went to him for healing, you know. Um, and also with my being molested as a young girl, you know, that was something that I had to heal from. And the Lord also healed me from that. And of course, I had to do the work, you know, I had to go to therapy and all that stuff. But um, it really, I really believe that the Lord did a work in me, you know, um, couple, many, um, it, it, it takes many months to really heal, you know, and some people it takes years, um, but you have to face it. And it's really hard to face it, to face what happened. You know, our minds want to forget it, but we have to face it. And when you face it and you conquer it, you are able to then help other people conquer it as well. Um, and so that's my testimony that I know the Jehovah Rapha that we serve. I know, I've, I've known him in my life personally, that he is indeed a healer. He is a healer. There is nobody that can compare to God who, who is the healer that I know. He's Jehovah, you know, Jireh, Jehovah Tiskin, Jehovah Nisi. But I really, truly know the Jehovah Rapha. And of course, I know Jehovah Jireh, the provider. But all my life, even ever since I was little, I have known God to be a healer, to be a healer. So whatever it is, situation, if you have marital issues, whatever it is, if you're having financial issues, if you're having self-identity issues, you know, if you're having, um, you know, body issues, you know, mental issues, heart issues, 
you know, you don't know who you are, whatever it is, the enemy might be speaking to you negative lies and all that. Realize that when you call on God, he will help you. You have to call on him. You have to let him know this is what you're you're dealing with. And that's what I did. And he has healed me. And so that is my testimony. Um, the Bible says that, you know, we, uh, we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So this is my testimony. And I hope that it really ministered to you to bring you peace, to let you know that whatever situation, there's nothing new under the sun. Somebody has gone through it. And so you are not alone. And of course, God is a hand away, a prayer away. Okay. So we are talking about peace today. Um, I want to read from John twenty nineteen to 21. It says, um, on the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of Jews. Um, so the disciples, when um, Jesus died and resurrected, um, the disciples were, you know, fearful of the Jews because uh, we we all know they hated their disciples and so they locked themselves in um in the room and um the um the Jews were not able to come in and all that so um Jesus came in um Jesus who is the prince of peace right um so it says Jesus came and stood among them and said peace be with you after he said this he showed them his hands and side so we all know that you know jesus uh, was pierced on, on his side and also he had um, nails that were put in his hand so he was showing them that hey it's okay don't be fearful i have resurrected from the dead i have conquered dead okay i have conquered the death i have conquered um everything i've 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 risen from from the dead so do not fear so peace be with you that's what jesus was telling them um and it, let's continue reading it says the disciples were overjoyed when they saw the lord again jesus said peace be with you as the father has sent me i am sending you and that's from john 20 19 to 21 um, and I love that because it shows that before Jesus um, left, he, he gave them peace, you know, which is something that we need in this world. It's really difficult to live in a world without peace. Um, and I'm not talking about the peace of this world because we all know that there's a peace in this world, but there's this peace that surpasses understanding. You know, um, I believe that the peace that God is talking about is um and even Jesus is talking about to the disciples is is that in fear he wants people to have peace because they were in fear in the room but yet he came and said hey do not fear you know even in fear be peaceful find peace and that's 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 real you know uh to go through a circumstance you know currently we have covid-19 happening and people are losing their jobs um you know people are dying there's so many things happening but you have to come to a point where you have to look up and look at God and say, I have peace because I know you still sit on the throne. I have peace because I know I am your daughter or your son. I have peace because I know your word is true. I have peace because I know you are on my side. You know, that is when what peace is, what the peace of God is. That is when you know you have peace in the circumstance, in the issues, when you don't have money in your bank, when rent is coming up, you know, um, you know, your car is not working, yet you have peace. How is that? I, I, um, 
I there was a um advertisement that happened. I think there was like a a little um a show that I was watching a couple years ago and there's this guy who was talking about how um he lost his job and the first thing that he did, he said he took himself on um to go to a restaurant and eat a really good meal. Like he took himself out to go eat a very nice expensive meal that he really liked. And afterwards, he took himself to the movies and he enjoyed his day. Like this man just lost his job, but guess what? He did things that made him joyful. He was like he's not going to let the enemy steal his joy or his peace. And he did something to energize his spirit, energize who, you know, his mind. And I believe that we as children of God every day we are to find something to do that can energize our 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 mind and our spirit to stay consistent you know uh Paul says that even in in in, in circumstances that are, are are crazy he still sets himself in a content way in a content mind he's content even in things that are crazy you know um in Philippians he said that like we have to come to that point, you know. And so let's look at the definition of peace. Um when you look in the um in in the um dictionary, peace is it says that peace is um freedom from disturbance, a state or a period in which there is no war or a war has ended. Let's look at the biblical meaning of peace. Um, it says that it, it, in a peace, a state of being mentally and spiritually and emotionally at peace with enough knowledge and understanding to keep oneself strong in stress. That is um, my biblical meaning of peace. That in in the circumstance, in the storm, you are at peace. And that is shown when Jesus uh, was on in the boat with the disciples, right? And he was sleeping, right? And you know there was a storm that was happening around. Jesus was sleeping in the in the storm. He 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 is all knowing. He knew there was gonna be a storm, but he rested in the storm. And the disciples woke him up, and you were like, "Don't you see? There's a storm. We're gonna die." But then Jesus woke up, and he said, "Peace be still." And then he went right back to sleep. You know, and that tells you. That in the storm, God, you know, Jesus is trying to teach us, you got to sleep in the storm because you, I think he slept in the storm because he knows, you know, that even though he's a son of God, he is not the one that is protecting himself. He's not the one that is ordering his steps. He's not the one that is providing for himself. His father, God is doing the same for him. So he's not going to put that heaviness on himself, which is why he woke up and he's like, peace be still. He knows where his authority comes from. It comes from God, you know. Even as a as a, as the son of as a son of God, he still consistently every day, every night went and prayed. You know, he went to the mountain and he prayed. He knew that you know his contentment comes from God, you know, and that's something that we all have to really come to the realization that our peace does not come from anything but God, you know. He's the one that can give us that peace. And if it's he's giving it to us as a seed inside of us, of course, he's the one that can help it nourish, right? He He's the one that can help it grow. And I believe that the water um, of the word in Ephesians 5, 26, and then, and then God being the light, you know, the light to us in Psalms 84, 11 is what will help us 
nourish that seed of peace even in 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 circumstances that are not pleasant so you know we know that jesus left with us peace um and i want you to look in um these bible verses look look them up um and really uh read it over yourself i really think that it's so important for us to declare over our day especially in this um season that we find ourselves in this season of um of of lack some people have lack and famine this is a time where you have to use your mouth to speak the things that you want to see right um you have to decree and declare over your day you know um having bible verses that will will speak to you and speak to your circumstance that is powerful because life and death is in the power of the tongue you know and it says those that love it will eat its fruit if you speak positivity if you speak peace over your your week you're going to eat the fruit of peace you're going to eat the fruit of positivity so i want you to look up john 14:27 john 16:33 colossians um colossians 3:15 first peter 5:7 romans 14:19 um um and um first corinthians 14:33 so we're going to look at um a place in the in the word of god so basically a situation in in the bible where there are people who had a misunderstanding they did not have peace in their issue and um there's a king king solomon that basically helped these two people to find peace in in their um issue. So first Kings 3, we're going to look at that. So um it's basically about King Solomon intervening between two women who were having issue with each other and they were not at peace. They were they could not resolve the issue that they were having amongst themselves. So they brought it to the king. And a little background about King Solomon. So so King Solomon is the wisest king um in the in the word of the lord and he basically god gave him the um the blessing of being wise he is known as the most wisest king to ever live and so he was basically um sleeping and he had a dream god came to him in a dream and god asked him to you know um tell him whatever he needs whatever he want um or whatever he desires and King Solomon said he wants to have wisdom because he knows that he has an he has an assignment to um basically shepherd the people um has a responsibility to be a king over the people so he wants wisdom and so God gave him wisdom and God said that because he did not ask for you know riches and long life and all these and money you know that he's not only going to give him wisdom but he's going to give him all the things that he did not ask for and so king solomon basically ruled with wisdom from the lord and i think that is something that um if you're a leader or a you know a minister or you know whatever a parent even a parent you can ask the lord for wisdom cuz god is a god who want to give us wisdom cuz if you're shepherding people or if you're overseer of a people or a leader you know a boss a manager it's really important to have um wisdom and i believe that wisdom and peace go hand in hand because sometimes i i would say most of the time if you do things in wisdom if you make wise decisions you really 
um, help yourself not get into a stressful a stressful um, situation or even a chaotic situation. You know, um, I believe that you know a lot of people might have financial issues because they are not um, what's the word? They're not careful. They're not wise in um, opening credit cards. You know. Um, maybe you have so many credit cards and you're maxing them out, you know, or maybe you are, um, you know, going places that, you know, God does not want you to go. I, and, and the Bible says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. If you have fear of God, like having fear of the Lord is not being afraid of him. It's more so being um, in awe of him and honoring him and respecting him. You know, if you respect the Lord, you respect the Word of God, you know. Um, and the Word of God basically tells us that we are, we are to be wise in our doings, you know, in our going and our coming. And God is the one that will give us wisdom in how to handle things, you know. And even sometimes you, you, you look at things and you're like, does this really bring me peace? You know, will this bring me peace? Will this bring, you know, your marriage peace? You know, if you're a man and you have a coworker um, at your job and they're asking you to go to dinner with them after work, you know that's not a wise decision to make because you're married. You know, even or if you're wife, if you're a woman and you have a husband, you know you're married. Going out to dinner with a coworker after work hours, you know that is not a wise decision, and that could literally bring stress to your marriage or even cause issues in your marriage you know so I believe that making wise decisions is really um connected to maintaining peace in your life you know so let's look at what King Solomon did here with the two women so we're going to look at first Kings three sixteen. it says then two then two women who were prostitutes came to the king and stood before him the one woman said, Oh, my Lord, I and this woman dwell in one house. I delivered a child with her in the house. It happened the third day after I delivered that this woman delivered also. So basically, they both uh, were pregnant and they had they had kids um, and it was just the two of them in the house. Um, so let's continue reading. It says, We were together. There was no stranger with us in the house just us two in the house this woman's child died in the night because she lay on it um 20 she arose at not at midnight and took my son from beside me while your handmaid slept and laid it in her bosom and laid it and laid her dead child in my bosom 21 when i rose in the morning to nurse my child behold it was dead but when I had looked at it in the morning, behold, it was not my son whom I bore. 22. The other woman said, No, but the living is my son, and the dead is your son. Then said, No, um, um, excuse me, this said, No, but the dead is your son, and the living is my son. Thus they spoke before the king. So basically, they were just quarreling uh, in front of King Solomon, saying, "No, you, your child died. No, your child died." So basically, one of their child died, and the other woman exchanged her dead child for the other woman's live child. So let's see what King Solomon said to these two women that did not have peace among themselves. Um, so it says, twenty-three. Then the king said, "The one says." 
This is my son who lives, and your son is the dead. And the other says, No, but your son is the dead one, and my son is a living one. The king said, Get me a sword. They brought a sword before the king. 25. The king said, Divide the living child in two, and give half to the one and half to the other. Now this is like, what? You want to kill the, the, the child that is alive? But this is where I really see why he said that. That um, will really show you why he wanted to do that. So it says 26. Then the woman whose the living child was spoke to the king. For her heart yearned over her son and said, Oh my Lord, give her the living child in no way kill it. But the other said, It shall be neither mine nor yours. Divide it. Wow. So basically, the other woman was like, Oh no, please don't kill this this only living baby among the two of us. But the other woman was like, No, you can kill it. You can literally cut it in half for, for the both of us. And so let's see what um, King Solomon said. Um, 27. Then the king answered, Give her the living child, and in no way kill it. She is its mother. 28. All the Israel heard of um, the judgment which the king had judged, and they feared the king, for they saw that the wisdom of God was in him to do justice. So basically what King Solomon did was to, to really bring out the truth in the two women. You know, one of them was lying, but the woman that really knew that that baby, the living one, is her child, is the one that spoke up and said, you know what, I would rather you keep the child and just give it to her so that, you know, the child will live so that there can be peace. Um, but the woman whose baby died was like, nah, you can you can slice the baby in two. It's all good because her child was already dead. See, that this is where God is, try, is speaking right now. And he's saying that there are some situations that, you know, um, there are two people in a situation, right? The other one, um, their their um, their point is already dead. Like what what they have no profit out of the situation, whereas you might have profit out of the situation. You have to sit and assess to yourself. Do you want to just maintain peace by saying, you know what, it's all good, thank you, or do you want to put fuel, you know, in the fire and keep the fire burning, or keep the issue escalating? You have to come to that agreement and say, sometimes it's okay to just let the other person think that they are right when they're not. Just to keep your peace and allow the Holy Spirit to minister to that person. One thing that God has shown me um, over the years of being a single woman um, and in the waiting process, God really speaks to me about marriage. And one thing that he tells me or he told me uh, is that in marriage, you have to come to a point where some things you have to release it to the Lord to handle. And that is wisdom. That is true wisdom because some things you want to tell your spouse, you want to tell your husband, you know, if you're a wife or if you're a husband, you want to tell your, your wife how you feel or what whatever it is that you want to tell them of the situation that maybe you might be, you know, arguing about. But God has told me um, before that, when when women get married sometimes or when men get married sometimes they don't allow him to step in they don't allow him to be the king solomon you know of their marriage they don't allow him to be the one to to bring out the truth to be the one to restore a relationship or or restore whatever issue 
you know. Um, and so maybe you might be somebody that, you know, might not have peace in your marriage because you and your husband are fighting over something, you know, and, and you're trying to let him know how you feel or how you see it. And he, he don't see like how you see it. This is when you have to step back, go to your prayer closet and pray to the Lord. God, give him discernment, speak to him, you know, give him a vision, give him a dream, show him something, let him come to a, a, you know, let him um, see a a, a sermon, you know, that will speak to his heart, that will give him understanding of what I'm trying to tell him that you are showing me, you know, or maybe you can be, you, you might be a man where you're trying to tell your wife, you know, certain things that you are seeing, um, and she don't, she don't see what you're seeing. This is where you have to allow God to be the King Solomon of your relationship to step in and give wisdom, you know, and use his wisdom because he's all knowing, right? To mend the issue, to mend the relationship. So don't rush to divorce. Don't rush to saying, oh, we're going to get a divorce because no. Step back, pray fast, and let God come in the midst of it, okay? Because he's the one that gives wisdom, so he knows how to help you. I don't know who needs to hear that, but there's peace when you allow God to give wisdom to the person that you want him to give wisdom to. It might not be your spouse. It might be your manager. It might be your family. Whatever situation, you have to give God room for him to move, you know? And it's really important to do that because he's the one that can restore things that we might try to put our hands on but it might not be this you know it might not it might not work out how he has it ready to work out you know so let god handle that situation whatever it is let him handle it cuz he knows how to handle it better than anybody else can right so that is what we learned from here that there is wisdom connected to peace you know the two women had peace because of what you know um king solomon did so let's look at Luke 10. We're going to look at Luke 10. We're going to look at the story of the Good Samaritan. The reason why is because, you know, when you have peace, you want to give out some peace to people, you know. Um, it's hard to, to, to give out something you don't have. But if you have peace, it's really important to be um, somebody that extends peace to people because the bible says that blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called children of god right if you are a child of god you are to walk in peace you know in ephesians 6 it says that we are to put on the full armor of the lord we have the helmet of salvation the breastplate of righteousness the belt of truth you know and what is what does it say the shoes of the gospel of peace a lot of us Christians, we put on our shoes of peace and we walk in the world, but then we don't really show the peace that we are walking in, right? We are to be, what? Peacemakers, for they shall be called children of God. Are you extending peace to people when you meet them? You know, are you being a good Samaritan, you know? You know when you when you see somebody in need, are you being the one that extends that, that peace to the people that are in need? You don't have to have a title like a, you know, you don't have to be a, a deacon or a, a bishop or, you know, a, a prophet or to have, you know, ministry titles to give peace. You don't have to do that. And we, we see that here in, in, the, in the book of Luke in Luke 10. So let's look in Luke 10. 
All right, so Luke 10, 30. Yep, Luke 10, 30. All right, let's read it. It says, Jesus answered, A certain man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell among robbers who both stripped him and beat him and departed, leaving him half dead. And we all know that, you know, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, right? So they were leaving him half dead. All right, let's see, 31, it says, By chance, a certain priest was going down that way. When he saw him, he passed by on the other side. In the same way, a Levite also, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. 33, but a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. When he saw him, he was moved with compassion. And that's the thing here. That's the key. Mercy, compassion, having compassion for people is is so important. It's tied to having um, the gift of mercy. It's tied to being a child of God. You don't really have to have the gift of mercy, but you can pray for God to give you that gift. If you don't, if you don't have it, you can pray to God. You know, those pe- people who have the gift of mercy they they um are heavy with that gift like um they they it, it's something that they it comes easy for them because it's a gift that they have there are people who have some you know mercy gift or compassion gift and it, it, they don't they don't really have it like how when you have the gift of something that God has given you they have like the character of it they have a character of mercy or a character of compassion, but they don't have the gift. Um, I believe that a lot of shepherds, a lot of pastors and teachers and people in the fivefold ministry have compassion, the gift of compassion, the gift of mercy. But if you don't have it, you can pray to God. Um, I believe that, yeah, the priest came by and walked and the Levite came as well. But, you know, um, not you know, the Bible says that you test every spirit, you know, not everybody that called himself a pastor or a prophet is actually from the Lord, you know, which is why the Bible says that in the end times, there will be people who rise up and say, you know, they are the, you know, there'll be an antichrist thing going on. People are saying they are Jesus, you know, people are saying you're a prophet from the Lord when they are not, which is why it's important that you test every spirit because you see the fruit of the person, you know, and here we are seeing the fruit. They're not really being the priests that you know they're supposed to be or they're not really being the levite that you're supposed to be and so we see that the um the a certain samaritan as he journeyed came where he was and when he saw him he was moved with compassion 34 came to him and and bound up his wounds pouring on oil and wine those were basically at that time um remedy for healing you know um like we have now opiates to heal you if you have pain at that time it was used as oil and wine he set him on his own animal look at this he set him on his own animal like he put him in his in in his own car so so in today's world it's car but at that time it was animal and brought him to an inn and took care of him on the next day when he departed he took out two denarii um, and gave them to the host and said to him, 
Take care of him. Whatever you spend beyond that, I will repay you when I return. Now, which of these three do you think seemed to be a neighbor to him who fell among the robbers? So basically, he went above and beyond. And that is what it is to be a peacemaker. He was literally, this good Samaritan was a peacemaker. He not only had compassion for that man that was, you know, robbed and left almost dead. He literally used his oil to help him. He used wine to, to heal, you know, his wounds to as a remedy. And also he... um he uh he took him and he put him in his in his in his horse and he took him to an inn basically like a you know a hospital or something like that to tell them hey here's some money take care of this man when i come back and he you know the money has exhausted and he has more bills to pay i will pay the rest this is a man that was really um walking in love and in mercy you know and that is what it is when you have um, the 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 uh, a compassionate heart, you know. When you walk in in such a mercy gift f- for people, you will do beyond and above. Even if we don't know what the good Samaritan was going through, he probably had his own bills, but he went over and above, and that shows. And and Jesus said, um, you know, now which of these three do you think? seemed to be a neighbor to him who fell among the robbers you know and it says 37 he said he who he who showed mercy on him right then jesus said to him go and do likewise so as children of god when we have the shoes of peace we are to do likewise we are to do what the good samaritan did you know so maybe um there might be people right now i believe that the reason why Part of the reason why God is, God allowed, you know, this coronavirus. I don't think it's from the Lord. I don't think the Lord caused this to happen, but I think he's using it, you know, for our good. You know, Romans 8, 28, he's using it to, to, to advance us because when the enemy try to use against us, God will turn around for our good. And I feel like God is using this to, to bring out, you know, a, 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 a spirit of compassion, a spirit of mercy on his people. You know, because we are all going through this. So in, in a way, we all have compassion for each other. You know, we all feel, you know, um, mercy for each other because we know how the other person feels because we're going through the same thing that person is feeling. And I think that God is trying to do that because honestly, people who walk in the gift of healing, walk in the gift of miracles, walk in, you know, gift of um um, signs and wonders, revival, you know, um, it, it, you have to have compassion for the people that you're trying to heal or put pl- place your hand on to pray over them for healing to happen. You have to have compassion, you have to have mercy, you know, to be able to walk in that. So I feel like we're in, in a time where God is trying to pour into our heart uh, the ability for us to feel compassion, to to really, really have mercy for each other you know it, it's 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 so funny because many months ago people didn't really have time for you know other people like they didn't really have time to hear your issues but now people are forming platforms you know zoom calls you know bible studies they're forming um you know 
encouraging messages for each other in this time. And this is what God is using it to do to show that, hey, go and do likewise. Be compassionate for each other. Because when compassion is breathed out into the world, miracles follow, you know, um, healing follow, signs and wonders follow. Jesus walked in compassion. He walked in compassion for people. So he brought peace into, into people's situations. When, um, when the little girl, you know, was dead, Jesus had compassion for her and also for her parent. Jesus went in and healed her. He, he, he brought her back to life. The woman with the issue of blood, you know, the woman with the, who, who was the um, adulterous woman, he had compassion for her. You know, everybody wanted to stone her. But he was like, no. Whoever has not sinned, throw the first stone. Nobody did. Even Jesus could have thrown the first stone because he's never sinned. But he did not. He had compassion for her. And he and in doing that, he healed her. You know? And so, compassion and mercy, being a good Samaritan, being somebody who's walking in compassion, you bring peace to people. You know, you bring peace to people's lives. And there are so many people that are going through a lot of things. And in this season that we find ourselves, we have to be able to walk in peace and walk in compassion. Because when you walk in compassion, you breathe out peace to people. Let's look at Philippians 4, um, 4, 8. It says, finally, whatever things are true, whatever things are honorable whatever things are just whatever things are pure whatever things are lovely whatever things are good report if there is any virtue and if there is any praise you should think about these things the things which you learned received heard and saw in me you are to do these things and the god of peace will be with you so it says whatever things that you learned you received you um, heard and you saw do these things because when you do them the God of peace will be with you it says in James three eighteen. now the fruit of righteousness is, is sown in peace by you if you make peace so are you walking in peace you know maybe you you are not walking in peace because you don't have peace but one thing I said was that Write Bible verses. Display them in your house. Decree over your life. Decree over yourself. The best thing that you can do if you lack something is to study in the Word of God. Every time I do Bible study, I'm always growing in Christ. You know, um, if you feel like you don't have peace, go in the Word. Look in um, Romans fifteen thirteen to. Um, excuse me, yeah, Romans fifteen thirteen. Look in James three eighteen. Look at um, Colossians three fifteen. Look at First Peter five seven. Romans fourteen nine. I mean Romans fourteen nineteen. Excuse me. Proverbs twelve twenty. Proverbs sixteen seven. Uh, First Corinthians fourteen thirty three. John sixteen thirty three. Okay. Uh, Romans fourteen seventeen to. 19. So look at these Bible verses and read them over. The more you read it, the more it feeds your heart, it feeds your spirit, and it feeds your soul. So this is the end of Bible study. I hope that you learned something today, and I hope that it spoke to your heart or it spoke to your situation. 
um, God is a God of peace. And if you don't have peace, he wants you to ask him. Um, having peace is being content in the situation because you you believe that the Lord that you trust and you believe in um, is working all things together for your good. And, and having peace is having faith in the Lord. You know, um, losing your job is not something that's fun. You know, being jobless is not good. Not knowing how you're going to pay your rent or your bills, it's not peaceful. But when you have faith in the Lord, you can be at peace. Knowing that if he's a God that has done it before, he will do it again, even now. The Bible says that, you know, um, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, which is why you have to continuously hear the word of God. So pick out peace Bible verses this week and keep speaking it out into your heart, into your atmosphere, into, you know, speak it out to yourself and you are hearing it and it's increasing your faith. And when it increases your faith, you have peace because you know that God is working all things together for your good. So let's pray and end this Bible study. Um, after we pray, there's going to be a song, um, that I just hope that you will allow God to just minister to you, um, in that song. It's, it's, it's called have your way. Maybe you might be the one that's in your way of your peace and you just need to just remove your hand and let the Lord, let God's right hand come in the situation. Um, So let's pray. God, I just thank you for today. Father, I thank you for this Bible study. We thank you for being the peace that you are, the God that you are, the shalom that you are. You are the Prince of Peace. Thank you for sending your peace, your son, Jesus Christ, into this earth. And thank you for allowing him to leave peace with us before he left. Father, I pray that right now, anybody that is struggling with having peace or having um, having difficulty releasing that issue to you, God, I pray right now that, Lord, you touch their heart, touch their minds. Give them, give them a revelation that when they release it to you, God, in your hand, you have the ability to turn things around. So, God, I pray right now that, Lord, that woman, that man that is having a hard time being at peace with the situation that you have told them or the situation that you have them in, but they don't see that it's for their good. They don't see that you removed that man out of her life because it's for her good, because you have somebody that's actually going to bring her peace and not chaos. And even that man that you removed that woman out of his life, that you have a better woman for him. But he's yet holding on to that woman in his heart. God, I pray that you give him revelation that, Lord, when you take something away, it is for our good. When you take something away, you have something better that's coming. So I pray, the Lord, let them be okay releasing it. Yes, it hurts. But God, I pray right now that you are. Pray right now, God, that you touch your stony heart right now in the name of Jesus. That Lord, their heart will turn. Will turn into a heart of flesh, God. That your heart will not be hardened anymore. Release that hardened heart, God. Release the thorns out of your heart. And I pray, the Lord, you place upon your heart the blood of Jesus. You soak your heart in the blood of Jesus. That healing is manifesting over your heart right now. That they will be okay, be content in this. Knowing that, God, if you are a God that removes it, therefore you will bring it back. You will bring, you bring what you have removed, God. That you are a God that will restore when you remove something, God, you bring something better. So allow them to let go of the old wine skin, God, because you want to bring in a new wine skin, something new, something fresh, something, you know, um, 
anew, something great, something that will prosper them, something that will prosper their, their vision that you've given them, will prosper where you're taking them, it will prosper the purpose upon their lives, God. I pray, oh Lord, you allow them to see that whatever it is that they had to let go of or you took from them, it was not going to profit them in any way. So I pray, oh Lord, you allow them to make room in their minds, in their heart, in your spirit, in your soul for the next coming days of peace that you're going to um engulf into their life we're going to release into their life god and i pray the lord let the prince of peace pour upon them let the prince of peace speak upon them let the prince of peace jesus hover over them engulf them with with his presence and i pray the lord allow them to be open to the holy spirit to guide them and to help them and to 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 release the revelation that you are sending forth into their lives so i pray this right now and i pray the lord let this message be sealed in the name of jesus in the blood of jesus god and let it fall on good ground so that lord we are we will go forth and do likewise what the good samaritan did to the man that was in need to bring peace into this world and to continue the the mission of Jesus to be a peacemaker in this world and and to preach the word to the people and to edify the people and bring peace into their lives so that so that you will have the glory and adoration so i thank you for this message and i pray for your blessings and your honor upon this god and it's in the name of Jesus we do pray and we receive we receive, we receive, we receive everything that you want to give us in the name of Jesus. And we say yes to you, God. In the name of Jesus, we do pray. Amen. Amen, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to Mimi's message today. God bless you so much. And I hope that you enjoyed your um, your Father's Day. Um, and I just want to tell you, remember that God is not a God that is a man that he shall lie. He's not a God that is a man that he should repent. Whatever he tells you, promises that he's made to you many years ago, guess what? It's going to happen. You just have to be at peace. And being at peace is trusting him and having faith in him that he will make it happen, okay? Remember, God loves you. He loves you. He loves you. You are a daughter of the Lord. You are a son of God. And he has his hand on you. All right, so let him have his way in your life. Love you all, and listen to this um, this song, Have Your Way. <laughs>